to PRN, Pause, Renew, Next, a podcast about soul care, scripture, and stories of faith. I'm Jenny Detweiler, and friends, I'm so glad that you've joined me here today. It is the beginning of a new month, which means that today is a guest interview. If you've been following the podcast, you know we've been in the middle of a series about burnout recovery and self-care. And today's episode, although it's a guest interview, actually follows along the same lines. It is an honor and a pleasure in today's interview to introduce you to an old friend and colleague of mine, Jessica Hatton. Jessica is a wife, a mom of three kids, and also a licensed clinical mental health counselor. She's got so much wisdom to share, and it is always fun to sit down and talk with her. If you're a mom, this conversation is going to be especially applicable, but if you're not, I think you'll glean a lot from it too. So I encourage you to go get a hot cup of tea or coffee, make yourself comfortable, pull up a chair, and settle in for a really encouraging 30 minutes. And with that, let's jump into the conversation. Well, Jessica, I'm so glad to have you on the podcast. Um, Thanks for being here with us. Would you like to share a little bit about yourself, your family, what you do? Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Okay. So um, I am married to Adam and we've been married for going on 15 years. Um, He is an executive pastor. And so we do life and ministry and been doing ministry together for as long as we've, as long as we've been married and few years even before that we interned together but um I'm also a mom of three little six and under so that keeps life pretty interesting um and then while at the same time um I'm also doing um counseling on the side right now so I work part-time and I have a practice called Christian Mom Counseling which is so cool and I can't wait to talk to you about that so Fun fact for our listeners you and I used to work together at a different counseling practice here locally And since then, you've moved on and have started your own practice, which is really fun. And I can't wait to talk with you and share some of your wisdom with our listeners. Can you share a little bit about your counseling background and how you came to start the practice that you have now? Sure. Um, So my my experience kind of started out out of grad school with hospice and so had a lot of like grief and loss experience. And then from there went into private practice where you and I work together. Um, and I've done private practice, uh, for, well, I guess over the course of probably 10, 10 plus years now. And it was absolutely wonderful working for various practices and I loved it, but I was just kind of at a point in my life where honestly, there's probably a lot of moms out there who are working right now and thinking like working and having kiddos is really hard, especially when they're young. So it was really hard on my end just to coordinate everything. But then also I was so passionate about working with young moms because um, it was a stage that I was you know, currently in, but at the same time being a counselor, I just felt like as few hours as I was working, I really wanted to work with the people that I was so passionate about working with. And I had a um, good friend that came to me and said, you know, I feel like a lot of women don't go see a counselor because it's hard. Just making time for it, finding a sitter, getting out of the house or leaving work. It's just a priority that a lot of women don't make. And so she said, why don't you just do teletherapy? Um, And I, at the time, just kind of like tucked that little seed away. But I was like, no, it's too hard. And I swore I'd never be in practice for myself and that kind of thing. But I was really just praying about it and felt like the Lord was leading me that way. And um, while at the same time, like in the middle of this prayer happening, COVID hit and 
it just really was the Lord's way of saying it's now, this is it. So that's kind of how the the practice came to be. And I'll be honest, like I've worked with teens and children for a long time now, and I love working with teens and kids too. But so often working with teens, I wanted their parents to be the ones in session more than them sometimes. And so I found myself doing parenting stuff on the side, even though the the client was actually like a teenager. So um, yeah, that's kind of where Christian Mom Counseling came from. That is so cool. Girl, you know, I can relate to you on a lot of different aspects of that whole story. <laughs> Have, being a mom of four and working part-time as a counselor for a long time. That's really cool. I love your heart for moms. I'm wanting to talk to you because I know a lot of my listeners, not all, but a lot of my listeners are parents themselves. What are you noticing are some of the common problems that you hear from moms? I was going to say in your office, but in your virtual office. What are the the kinds of normal problems that people tend to struggle with a lot as moms right now? Well, I would say that one of the top problems that women specifically have been coming to me for over the past probably year, year and a half is isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's whether they're a mom at home with their kiddos um, and barely leave the house or if it's a working mom um, or just any women, to be honest. I lead a small group at our church, too, right now. And even women that are in the full time workforce and don't have children like I mean, isolation need for community and not having it. Um, And the pandemic has really taught us that sometimes we don't need in-person connection. And that's such a lie. I mean, honestly, we, we need church. We need community. We need people in our lives to speak into us and it has to be in person. Um, And so even though I do teletherapy, I'm constantly urging my clients to find um, in-person connections and like, connecting them with resources within their area to really establish relationships. So isolation, I think, is probably a huge one. Um, and then the other is, I, I mean, and this goes without saying, right, anxiety is a hot topic in general. It seems like everybody has some form of anxiety. And so, you know, we just, we find ourselves living in fear so often. Um and then I would say that uh, just finding um, a balance between being mom, often working at the same time. There's a lot of women, we've kind of termed it mom guilt. And so, so many women are struggling with, you know, what, what we would say, mom guilt. I'm not good enough. I'm not what they need. Or I'm, you know, really struggling with this area of parenting and then feeling like they're, they're just putting all those pressures on themselves to be something that they're not. And so those are really like t- some of the top three things that I'm seeing right now. You know what? I couldn't have said that better. I think I agree with those three a hundred percent. Definitely. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of that in my practice as well. And I think you and I could probably say that we struggle with those as moms ourselves sometimes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yes. I was going to ask you, how do you think the pandemic is affecting mental health? But I'm going to guess it goes hand in hand with what you just said. Isolation. Yes. Yes. Isolation. Um, and into the anxiety piece of it. I mean, uh, like living in fear of what's going to happen, you know, within our schedules at the schools with our children, like how the pandemic is going to affect all of that um, or our health. I mean, it's just affected so much and it's taken so much of our support away that, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's really affecting everything. 
You know, that support piece is really key. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, because as moms, I think some of that isolation piece is that we don't always have support systems in place. Um, This is something I think I go back to a lot in just thinking about in previous centuries, you know, we were more as people community oriented and there was probably extended family really close. And now if you have that, it's almost like a luxury, but most people don't have that. So we're relying on schools. We're relying on daycares. And when they shut down because of a pandemic, you really are very isolated. And, you know, you don't even help have help with your own kids, much less anything else you might need. So yeah, that's a, that's a really big piece. And, you know, I, I was even um, the other day, like reading a story in Acts to our oldest, and we were talking about the Harvest Festival of Pentecost. And, and, you know, within the Harvest Festival, like you, what, whatever they harvested, you know, a certain amount of the best was supposed to go towards offering towards the Lord. And my daughter asked the question, she was like, well, what happens if they don't have a harvest that year? What happens if they're, you know, garden or their whatever doesn't, doesn't like put forth fruit. And I said, well, that would just be a really hard year for the family. And I said, honestly, that's why one of the reasons why it's so important to depend on the people around you and community and friends and family, because those people around you are the ones that are going to get you through. Mm -hmm. And it really put things in perspective because I thought, and she even said, I was like out of the mouths of babes. She said, we don't live like that right now. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's just (laughs) You know, and it really hit me, even though it wasn't even something that like I was, I wasn't even going there. I wasn't thinking about that, but it was just kind of crazy how the Lord used that little moment to like teach me something. Yes. Yeah. A a theme that I've been bringing up a lot, maybe even on this podcast, I don't know, but definitely with some of my clients too, in this season, it feels like is looking for provision where it is, because sometimes we want to big out and there isn't Mm -hmm. that. And yet God is really faithful to give us manna for the day. Like where is provision today? So I think about that support thing at the beginning of this year. Um, my, one of my kids got sick. We went into quarantine. I sprained my ankle. Like the whole thing just went down for like two weeks and it was not expected. It was like right after school started. So I was like, yay, relief. We're going to get back to a schedule. And then everything went haywire, you know, and I was working from home and the kids were virtual schooling and it was crazy. But a couple of friends reached out and were like, we want to bring you a meal. And it was like so unexpected and so kind, you know, and it just was what I needed right in that moment. And I was so thankful for it. So sometimes it's not like a huge thing, but even the provision that we find day to day. Um, I was going to ask you later, later in the podcast, if there are any resources that you like to give out, but one of them I feel like is related to this. One of the resources you want to share. Can you want to talk about that? Yeah. So because of the lack of community that so many people are experiencing um, and during COVID, um, she works his way has been a resource that I've recommended on multiple occasions for women that are looking to find, um, community like a discipleship community. And so they provide resources for Bible studies. They actually have just kind of launched this new thing called local leaders where they're having groups, um, within like other areas, um, launch in person. And so they're being led, you know, through specific Bible studies and that kind of thing. But, um, it is, it's a great resource for women who 
are working in any form, any context, just to find a community of women um, who are pushing towards the same goal of growing in Christ and making him known in whatever their place of work or home is. And so it, it's just a way that I can provide one small resource for, you know, someone who's who's going through this and feeling isolated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it seems like, I mean, it's one thing to say, go find community. And it's another thing to actually have to do that. Like, <laughs> how do you do that? Do you just put up a sign and say, I need friends or, you know, try to get involved more at church? There's a lot of different ways that we can do that. And sometimes through our kids, the things that they're doing, sometimes that also provides friendships. But I love that resource. So she works his way. If people want to find that, is there like a website or should they find them through Instagram or... So they have Instagram. It's she works his way. And then um, I'm pretty positive. I'm, I'm almost 100% positive. It's she works his way.com. I will make sure that I link to that in today's show notes for anybody who wants to look into that. Okay. So let's talk real talk for a second, as if we haven't been already. Um, you're a mom of three <laughs> running a counseling practice, a blog, um, all kinds of other things, apparently a pastor's wife. There's a lot going on there. How do you prioritize things and find balance or do you find balance even? I feel like a lot of my life is led, like living in chaos, to be honest, <laughs> um, just managing chaos. But I really don't think that there is um, ever going to be balance in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I prefer to look at it as finding priorities. Um, so I try really hard to prioritize, you know, time with the Lord. Um, and so I, I will say I struggle a little bit. Um, I, I'm a little bit of a book nerd. And so if I'm not careful, I can sit down and I can read my Bible and, you know, look at scripture as pure history and factual and really neglect that meditation on like the Lord and asking him to kind of guide my heart closer to him. So I try to prioritize my time with the Lord with not only reading, but really just taking at the very least a few moments to say, okay, Lord, what are you trying to teach me through this? What I've read and what are, what are you trying to teach me in the season? And honestly, that's kind of a new question I've started asking myself, like, especially with what are you trying to teach me in the season? And it's, it's not easy. I think I try to run from it a lot of times because I'm like, I don't really want to be confronted with my own sin or I'll get to this later. Like just waiting. I don't really want to wait for that. Uh Um, but (laughs) yeah, but I have found that when I do that, I can prioritize the rest of my life so much better because I'm putting the Lord first and then my marriage and then my kids. Um, and, and two, I think that if I'm not careful, I I think, I don't think I'm the only one. Um, we put being a mom and providing for our children before our husbands. And so that has been a um, ongoing lesson that I'm having to learn as well. So yeah, it, it's, it's a work in progress. Let's, let's put it like that. <laughs> and then there's work in there on top of, you know, everything else. I, I kind of even forgot about that. Like, you know, so work on top of that. And I absolutely love what I do, but I'm, you know, I've had to pull back work quite a bit because this season of life is just very, very busy. And if I'm not um, being filled with what I need to be filled with, then what's coming out at work is not going to be God glorifying or enough. So yeah, I I can give what I can. 
You know what? That is the quotable quote of this podcast. I can give what I can. I think as an encouragement to all moms, like that's that's it, right? In a nutshell, like I can give what I can and I can't give more than that. And sometimes we just feel tired and dry, like we've been used up by all the people and we've been needed, over needed by many, many people. Yeah. I love to talk to all of my guests about soul care. That's a lot of what um, my podcast is about in my blogs. And I feel like you just talked about that. I mean, in a nutshell, you did. And I'm wondering too, are there are there like physical practices that are helpful for you or like rituals that you put into your life, whether that be like exercise or, you know, naps, I mean, <laughs> whatever, or things that you're able to do to help with your relationship with your husband that you've noticed in this season are really a good thing for you? Yeah. So I will say I am not an exercise fanatic. I <laughs> struggle with movements often. Um, and so I admire people that are like, my hat's off to you. But I will say that as far as physical activity for me, uh, we just got a bike. You know, it's just like, I, I'm just trying to, let's just say I have small goals. Get on it a couple of times a week for a few minutes. <laughs> That's yeah. my goal. But for me, it's going outside for a walk with my kids or, you know, riding the bike with the kids or jumping on the trampoline with them, just getting like moving. And honestly, for me, it's not only about moving, but letting my kids see that I'm having fun with them. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, so there's a lot of that. And then, um, you know, I, we don't eat like I would not say that I'm a nutrition expert by any means, but I really get into like the health benefits of certain foods. And so even if it's just teas or like, I I know it sounds probably pretty silly, but like we make our homemade elderberry and I, I just do things that I feel just really help our bodies and, um, and, you know, you take it for what it's worth. Um, as far as like the mental piece of it, I have already mentioned that I'm a bookworm. So I love to read. I have to force my way through like educational books, um, but like give me a good novel and I could sit and read for hours. So honestly, on any level, like I could read all day, no matter what. And then I love to garden. I I I just love being outside. I love like tinkering with dirt and plants and just seeing things grow. And there's so many life lessons we can learn from that. So my prayer is that my garden produces this year because I just want to see it happen. But I just, I love doing those things. Um, and in teaching my kids, you know, the, um, just being outside and looking at something grow and having to tend to it and, you know, just all those things. I just, I love that. Oh man, we do have so much in common. I love you. Uh, yeah, I'm a I'm into all those same things for sure. And you know, when it comes to the exercise thing, I'm not a I'm not a big exercise buff either by any means. But more and more, I just keep coming back to movement, like the joy of movement, because that's what God made our bodies for. So I think you said it in such a beautiful way. And really, gardening is movement. Like being outside, it's hard to be outside and not move unless you're at the beach in a beach chair. Like you're going to move if you're outside. And I don't think that movement means you have to get to the gym and like do the same rotations over and over again, which is what our culture kind of thinks that that is. But as a mom, sometimes movement is just like, I'm going to chase my kids around the yard. I'm going to jump on the trampoline. Like, good for you. You got your heart pumping and your kids got to see you have fun. So I think that's beautiful. We're going to pray for a good harvest this year because you've already brought up that in the, yes. 
<laughs> in the Bible and for your own garden. That's awesome. Uh, okay. Thankfully, my life doesn't have to depend on my harvest. But... <laughs> <laughs> True that. If you had one message of encouragement, I mean, I'm sure you have a lot, but if you had just one that you would want to share with weary moms right now, what would you want to say? Um, well, I think it kind of goes along with the whole, um, like give what you can. I, I really think, um, that so many people, um, you know, we kind of termed it mom guilt in the beginning. So many people are struggling with that, um, or finding their worth. And so I would just encourage women in general to recognize that your journey is your own. Like you have your own journey that the Lord has given you. And so just recognize what that journey is in the season and stop comparing it to other people's journeys. You know, your pain isn't necessarily like it's, it's not less than somebody else's. It's not more than somebody else's. Everybody's journey is their own. And that's what the Lord has given you. And so you give what you can and ask the Lord to lead you through it and to grow you through it. And, um, I, I just think we struggle so much with comparison to other people. Mm-hmm. Well, she has this or she has that, or gosh, she's such a better mom or what, whatever the case is. And, you know, it's, it's just different for every single person. And the Lord has gifted you where you are to be a witness to whatever, wherever you are. So, yeah, I, that was kind of very wordy, but. No, that was, that was <laughs> good. That was a good word. That was a very good word. Thank you for sharing that. As I was listening to you, I'm going to tack on one thing to that, which is I think sometimes when we get in hard seasons, especially in parenting, uh, the comparison thing comes in. Yes, like, could I be doing better or whatever? But sometimes we even compare other kids to our kids and their behavior and things like that. And like, why didn't I get, why didn't I get a kid like that? You know, or I bet parenting would be so much easier if whatever. And I just want to encourage each mom who might be listening, that God didn't make a mistake and he is equipping you to raise the kids that he's given you. And that journey is going to look different than anybody else's journey. And that's okay because you are good soil for your kid to grow in. And he is putting the fertilizer in you that is going to help them too. So do you have a favorite scripture passage um, in life or one that the Lord happens to be using in you right now? Um, I would say, well, my current, um, I guess, passage that I'm really focused on. So I'm doing a study right now in the book of Acts. Um, and so I, yeah, I, I'm just really focused on Acts. So even just what I was talking about with our oldest, Lydia, you know, about harvest that came from like chapter one of Acts. And so I was working my way down into chapter two and this was just in the past week or so, to be honest. And, um, you know, at the end of chapter one, like the Lord is like, Jesus is with his disciples after he has, um, already been resurrected and he has spent the time with them for 40 days, approximately. And so he's about to ascend into heaven and then he commands them like, Hey, stay put, don't leave this place and wait for the Holy Spirit to come. And I have to go because the Holy Spirit is going to be better. And I have just really been thinking about that part. And then right after that, we see that the disciples, they obey his command to wait. 
Like they're obedient with the little things of waiting, despite how like scared they were. They had no idea what was going to be coming. They didn't know how the Holy Spirit was going to come or what it was going to be like or anything. They had so many questions of the unknown, but they obeyed him and they waited together and they prayed. And so I have just really honestly been learning lots of lessons in waiting right now and in being prayerful for things. Um, And I have heard from many women within my group, as well as people, it just, the theme of waiting keeps popping up. And so I'm, that's where I am right now. I'm, I'm reading through Acts and I'm just really trying to take it in and see like, Lord, you've got me in a place of waiting right now for lots of different things. And, um, I just need to be obedient in the moment and in the little things that you've called me to. So. Oh, I love that. There is a lot of good stuff in Acts. Like there's so much, I think, practical application, but also like just as you're talking about as a history book, looking back and thinking, like putting ourselves in their shoes, like what would that have been like to have been walking with Jesus and have him say he's going to leave and then just wait for it, wait for it. <laughs> That's pretty wild when you really think about it. And yet you're right. It's totally applicable to our lives because don't, aren't we all wait, waiting on the Holy Spirit? A lot of the time, most of our lives are spent waiting on something. Yeah, that's good. Okay, um, for anybody who's listening today that is interested in knowing more about you or your counseling practice, where are the places that they can find you online or learn more about you? Okay, so um, you can find me online um, at christianmomcounseling.com. So I do teletherapy for um, any woman located in the state of North Carolina. And um, yeah, you can find me there. And then I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Christian Mom Counseling. Awesome. And I will make sure I link to you on Instagram and Facebook and to your website in today's show notes if people want to find you. So again, just for anybody who's listening who might want to speak with Jessica, if you're inside the state of North Carolina, you can. Licensing laws do not allow her to speak to people for counseling outside of the state of North Carolina. But you can definitely go check her out and follow her stuff on Instagram um, or read her blogs on her website. They're really helpful. Well, it's fun just to catch up with you, friend, but thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was really good to have you. Thank you. Honestly, it was it was so nice just reconnecting a little bit. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks again, Jessica, for being on today's podcast episode. It's always good to sit down and talk with you, friend. I hope that you guys got a lot of encouragement from the conversation. I know that I did. And if you know somebody who would be encouraged by this conversation, please go ahead and pass the episode to them. I'll also link to all of Jessica's information so you can look up more about Christian Mom Counseling in today's show notes. Well, friends, you know you can find me as well at my website, www.pauserenewnext.com or on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Pause Renew Next. Well, guys, I can't wait next week to pick back up with our reflection series about burnout recovery, the winter blues, and self-care. And I will meet you back here next Tuesday. I'm Jenny Detweiler with PRN. Pause, renew, next. The podcast. May you be encouraged on your journey with Jesus. Jesus.